Racing HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. T's and C's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Five past eight. Racing HQ Saturday. Sky One have gone to uh, the first race there at Richmond Greyhounds if you'd like to get involved there. But our Sky Thoroughbred Central audience with us and um, download the Tab app is a good way to go about it. Sky Racing Active. Uh, if you haven't already done that, um, download the Sky Racing Active app. You can pretty much program the way you'd like to watch the races yourself on the day. It's a good trials channel as well when we go off air. So any number of ways you can listen to it and we try and bring you the right information for race day. The stewards panel um, is always an interesting place to go and chairman of stewards is Mark Van Gestel. G'day, Mark. Hey, Richard. How are you going? Good, thank you. These good races uh, roll through. A little bit of edge off the track today, but um, looking forward to some good spring prospects stepping out again. Yeah, no, certainly am. A little bit of rain early overnight and early this morning, but uh, shouldn't affect the track too much and we'll kick off on a soft six and see how we progress. Anything out of these reports that you'd like to let listeners know about? Out of the first race, start number six, Zaru from Rose Hill, 30th of July. Finished uh, ninth behind Molly Nails, been about two and a half lengths, but did receive a bump at the start. It was steadied at the 800 metres, but then in the straight, it became held up for clear running. Um, near the 200 metres, had to be steady from heels, was then shifted to the outside where it got clear running at the 100 metres, but was also inclined to race Brini and lay it out. So it certainly had some excuses there at its last start. Over to race nine, uh, number eight, Kalino from Rosehill in the same meeting on the 30th of July. Finished fourth behind Pizarro, beaten a length and a half. But near the 700 metres, the, the pace of the event was only moderate at that stage. And James McDonald endeavoured to shift out to um, gain running and uh, was prevented from doing so. And as a result, it, uh, the horse struck heels, uh, lost a fair bit of momentum at that stage when it blundered. And its effort in the circumstances pick, it, pick itself up, beaten a length and a half, afforded some merit. And in race number 10, uh, number one, Quick Tempo from Randwick last week on the 6th of August, finished third behind Mount I beaten just under a length. But it jumped awkwardly, went back from its gate. But then uh, we did speak to Tyler Schiller in respect to his riding in the straight, um, essentially the reasons he elected to shift out. And the horse became held up between the 300 and 150 metres, um, was then shifted back to the inside to secure clear running and did just want to lay in then when it did get clear running over the final 150. So... Another one that had some excuses and should have finished closer. Good to chat race morning, Mark. We appreciate it. Have a good day. Thanks, Richard. Mark Van Gestel, Chairman of Stewards. Yeah, the Stewards, uh, the Stewards panel, like uh, like all participants, uh, spring is here and there's plenty of happening. And again, those uh, those Stewards reports, uh, you can just jump onto Racing New South Wales and uh, the Stewards team generally get them up fairly swiftly after after these race meetings. You can just jump in there for yourself and have a look at um, the way that Stewards saw the day, suspensions and bleeders and whatever else. It's uh, it's all there for you. Uh, all the information is available. Eight minutes past eight, almost nine minutes past eight. Let's dive into some Sydney form and welcome in. Pretty strong team to get through these races. Brad Gray has done the form. I'm sure he's keen to get stuck in. Brad, a very good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Hainsey, and good morning to all the listeners, Hurls and, and Ray. Still officially winter. As you say, Hainsey, I love these early season three-year-old races as much as any period over the spring carnival. Each week, uh, you've got your, your rosebuds, of course, today, your silver shadows, your San Domenico's. You get to see which... Colts and Phillies have made that big leap forward as a three-year-old. There's always a handful that put their hand or that put their hand up straight away. Always intriguing, and particularly from a formalist perspective, because it's our job, I guess, to forecast which ones will do that before they actually do it. Then you throw into the mix today. You've got your Muggatoos resuming. That's gone under the radar a little bit. Mm. Frumos we get to see again. Shades of Rose we get to see again, and 
even a horse like Surefire uh, might put his hand up over the carnival. So yeah, as I say, we are winter, uh, but there's certainly a whiff of the carnival already in the air and some really nice horses today we'll get to see step out at Rose Hill. No doubt. Ray Hickson's done the form and Ray, as I say, good morning to you. Yeah, we talk about the Rosebud and here's the chance for these three-year-olds to, to make a bit of a statement and say, yep, I do belong in these kinds of races. Good morning, Ray. Yeah, good day, Rich, Brad, Pearl. Look, um, you're, you're right. The Rosebud, particularly in the last couple of years, has, has turned into a bit of a guide towards the, the spring races. Prior to probably the last couple of years, it was it was just one of those races that was a bit of a transition. We'll see where they where they fit. But obviously, two years ago, Ole Kirk ran second in the Rosebud, went on to win the Golden Rose, and last year wasn't it in the Congo that, that ran a place in the yeah. Rosebud before before going on. So, um, look, one or two of these lightly raced horses could well step up. We know, we'll know a bit more about these markets after 9 o'clock, and he's, he's with us for a fair whack of the morning with these tab markets. I'll speak of Andrew Hurley. Hurls, good morning to you. Yeah, Tom, good morning to you, Hainsey, Brad, and also Ray. Um, yeah, echo everything the fellas have just said there. It's always intriguing. You now, who's going to come back um, better off the back of a, a previous campaign? Who, who's going to sort of emerge and who possibly drop off? There'll be lots of questions answered out at Rose Hill this afternoon. Looking forward to it. Let's dive in. There are 10 races to take a look at, and we start with race number one, and uh, the Tab Highway gets things underway this afternoon. We'll have a Class 3 at the 1,300 metres. Hurls, can you give us a market and maybe let us know where the money's been going with these highway runners this week? Yeah, let's start with the deductions here. Zero for Rebels Edge, Westgrove, Matherin, Shangoi, Young Hunt and Kelvin Road. So we've got a true market here. This morning, 13 to 14, Statesville, 9.50, no change, Dubbo Wanderer. 3.70 to 3.80, Rustling Crown. Makes a favourite, but it went up $6, so it's been very popular. $8 for Daksha, 45 Park Lane, 7.50. 5.50 for Zaru, 61 Cottonfields, 31 uh, Bladnock, King's Trust, 9 into 8.50 today. Or a flash, 14, 15 this morning, went up as much as 26. How good is Vegas? Is an $18 chance and 34 for Bella Broadway. Most popular runners there uh, today, Rustley Crown, well, overall, Rustley Crown, uh, went up $6 on Wednesday, now into $3.80. And we also had a little bit of support there at a price for Warra Flash. Went up 26 15 this morning, this morning, now into 14 What are you seeing with the map here, Brad? Yes, speed should be pretty genuine, Hainsey. I guess, first and foremost, we can touch on the track, the rail at 7 metres, Rose Hill, uh, soft what, five, soft six at the moment, so I think that'll probably lend itself towards those up-and-end runners, so I think you, you don't want to be too far away. So there should be good speed here, though. In the opener, as you'd expect, in a highway, nice big field. How good is Vegas? Uses the, the low draw to probably find the front. Dubbo Wanderer will come across. Statesville won't be far away, and Rustley Crown probably has no choice but to, to slide tr- across and, and try. Yeah, they don't, usually, they don't usually wait too long in these highway races, do they? Um... Look, I'm going to bank on the. I'm going to bank on a bit of pace here, allowing something to run on uh, from probably midfield. Four Daxter on top. Um, he's been threatening to win one of these races for a little while. He's, um, you know, sort of a midfield or back type of horse. He ran a good fourth in a in a highway behind Mr. Hustle. That ran went back in April. He's had a freshen up. He resumed at Tamworth with a with a nice performance in a class two. He picks up James McDonald here and, and just wants a little bit of pace. He'll handle this thing out of the ground. So here's a good, probably each way chance. Six Zaru, no luck last start, uh, as we've all seen in that Molly Nails Highway. 
He has won one from 22, which is starting to be a worry, but a good chance here. 11, how good is Vegas? I thought could give a good start if the on-paces are uh, favoured early in the day. I think just coming back slightly in trip probably helps with that. Went a bit fast there at the Sapphire last start. And number nine, next best, King's Trust. You can't leave him out of these highways. Yeah, he'll always run on 4, 6, 11 and 9, Brad. Yeah, I'm with him too, Daksha. Uh, he's a horse I've been tracking for a little while, just thinking that his time is eventually going to come in one of these highways, and I think he gets a, an ideal setup today. As you noted, finds James McDonald. I think that's a, a nice little push for his chances. He just doesn't have a lot of gate speed, so I'm just hoping from the better draw today he can park up midfield as opposed to, to right out the back, because what he does have is a really nice little turn of foot. So if circumstances fall into place for him, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. Rustley Crown, I can see the case for him and why there has been some support. He is the most likely race galloper in the field. He's won two of his four starts. Uh, he's got gate speed. He's got some tractability. And he comes off comes off a really strong win there at Scone last start. Zaru, you're right, Ray. He doesn't win out of turn, does he? Uh, he's getting incredibly hard to catch. But he raced without luck last time. I think he parks up and gets a, a nice little run here. And he can put himself somewhere in the finish. And two, Dubbo Wanderer, uh, a promising sprinter in the capable hands of Michael Mulholland. So 4-3, 6-2 to kick us off. Okay, Darren Flindell calls all the action there at Rosewood Gardens today. Darren will be with us for Behind the Gates um, at just after uh, 10 o'clock, 5 past 10. And Darren's with number one here, Rustley Crown. Three to beat four, Dakshar. Six, Zaru and one, Statesville. Three, four, six and one for Darren. In the first. Let's go to race number two at Rosehill Gardens this afternoon. Hurls the Dooley's Handicap. Named after uh, lots of clubs around New South Wales. A club's New South Wales race day there today. Some promising three-year-olds here. I think a few of these might want to think they can step up over the next week or two or month or two. And a benchmark 72 here at the 1,300 metres. Yeah, it's a good race, isn't it? Uh, no scratchings. Full field here. We've got a show court, $12, no change. A true crime, joint favourite with Wave Rider Boy at $4. Seven fifty for Yoshino. Back rower at $5, $12 Stonecoat, $10 Major Beal, $26 Russian Warrior, Manzois, $18, $101 for Ballistic Kids, and Septime, $126. Now, since the market has opened, I can tell you that Yoshino has been tried, went up $11 Wednesday afternoon, now $7.50, 8 to $5 for Back Rower. Whilst the joint favourites, True Crime went up three sixty Wednesday, four dollars today, and same fluctuation there for Wave Rider Boy. It'd be interesting to see who starts favourite here uh, between True Crime and Wave Rider Boy, or if the support even for Back Rower continues because it went up eight dollars on Wednesday as well. Gee, was no one talking too much about Show Court either. We'll get the thoughts from the boys shortly, but the speed here, Brad. He's a sneaky little chance here, isn't he? You're right. He's kind of slipped under the radar. His latest trial wasn't too crash hot, uh, but trials aren't everything. But at the top end, the speed should be okay here. You've got True Crime sliding forward, uh, stepping out to the 100 metres. He's certainly a horse that's doing right things on the track, and he's got some gate speed. Stonecoat comes across from the draw. Uh, the stable mate of Stonecoat, Major Beal, won't be too far away. Ballistic Kids can punch up and hold a, a prominent spot, and even Back Rower uh, showed a little bit more toe. He's two most recent barrier trials with the shades on. So, yeah, I think there's enough speed for all runners to get their chance here. Yeah, good little race, actually, isn't it? Um, quite a few up-and-comers here. I, I, I kind of went with the percentage play. I think True Crime, number two on top, he's Looks a little bit bomb-proof. He handles soft five. He handled a heavy ten the other day. Uh, he can go forward. He can sit just off them. He's got Nash on board, which is a plus always. And uh, I think he'll just find himself either 
I don't think he'll find himself in front, but I think he'll find himself in the first couple. Uh, so he's on top. He's, he's pretty hard to knock. I really like number seven, Major Beal, as a, as a horse going forward. Maybe next preparation we might see the best of him. Just like the way he, he, he broke away from them late there in his maiden win at Wyong at 1,300 metres. Probably looking for a little bit further, as his breeding would suggest. But um, just like, like his style. So we want to throw him into the mix. Uh, back row at number four. Want to keep him safe as well. Uh, particularly liked his trial behind munitions up at Warwick Farm recently, and, and he did some good things in his first preparation, or his, just earlier in the winter anyway. And six-wave rider boy, she's uh, done not, not too much wrong either. Well, she had a chance last start at Rose Hill, but going to 1,300 metres might be the key. Couldn't find a spot for show court, number one. That trial really, really didn't do it for me, but as Brad said, trials are a lot different to races. Uh, my numbers are two, seven, four, and 6. I've gone four, two, five, and six. I've got back rower on top, albeit the edge of the market has been completely wiped away. Uh, what is he now? Five dollars. That's probably about his right price because you've got to gamble, uh, factor into his, his quote that he's going to take that next step forward. I do think his trials flag that he can do exactly that though. I know the stable have always held him in high regard, just like the gate speed that he shows there. So that says to me that he can use the low draw today and just park him behind the speed and get his chance. I know he did have his chance when he went third behind Ossipenko the last time we saw him at the races, but I do think that's a, a pretty handy form reference, and that'll stack up here. True crime, what you see is what you get. Uh, what I like about him is not only his versatility, but every time we've seen him step out of the races, he's just made that little bit more improvement, so I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. Stonecoat uh, was no match for true crime last start, albeit on a, tr a treacherous track, wasn't it? That was the, the race meeting that was abandoned thereafter. Gets a little one kilo weight swing, and I do think he's better suited uh, as we get out over further. He's got a pedigree that certainly suggests as much, and six, Wave Rider Boy, best of the rest. No excuse for her last start, but that was a pretty deep race, at least on the clock. Uh, she maps to get a nice little cosy run just in behind the speed. So four, two, five, and six. Okay, looking at uh, numbers here for Darren Flindell in race number two here, the Dooley's Handicap. Two, a true crime on top for Darren. To beat five, Stone Coat, four back rower and one show court. Two, five, four and one for Darren in race number two. Got a race number three this afternoon. This will be our Midway Handicap, a benchmark uh, 72. Uh, uh, over the 1,400 metres. So the midway here, uh, number four, Zoo to Moon comes out, as does 14, 15 and 16. Race three, Hurls, what can you tell us about the market here for the midway? Yeah, Zoo to Moon does come out, and the deduction there, seven by six, zero deduction for Nubs, O'Peak, Dream Maiden and Chapelli. So at the top here, Oxford Tycoon's an $8 chance. At $15 for Noble Soldier, Prince Aurelius is at a $16 quote. Bella Soir, $8.460. Nick Tock, $8.00 at Chilco Lake. A little bit of money early in the week for it. $11.00 at Diva Bella. Joe Fili is a $23 chance. $10.00 Oakfield Arrow. $9.50 Bullet Wing went up $15.00 there on Wednesday. And 12 to 11 one more Sapphire today. And $15.00 for Macomo. So very wide open here, Rich. Uh, 460, as I said, a little bit of sprinkling of money for a chill code lane and also a bullet wing since the market first opened, but dead set head scratcher, 460 to the field. You're tough enough, Marcus, here to start the day. I think if you get through <laughs> the first three races unscathed, Brad, it just might just set you up. What happens here? 
Yeah, you're probably right. Anything goes in this race, and I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Tock is just a little drift late, so we could see $6 the field uh, in this midway. Uh, they're obviously tricky little affairs, but speed at the top end, another race that should be pretty genuinely run. Um, I think the favourite Nick Tock does map to get a beautiful trail just in behind the speed, hence uh, the why he finds himself the early favourite, but you've got Oakfield Arrow spearing forward, Prince Aurelius, uh, we know he's got a, a high cruising speed, and Bulletwing coming across from that wide gate uh, probably has to be a, a touch positive. Then you've got the likes of Bella Aspore. Uh Could it potentially go forward today? But either way, uh, yeah, the speed's genuine here, Ray. Yeah, I found this one of the most confusing races of the day, guys. Um, you know, I debated with myself long and hard whether I should put Nick Tock on top because his run last start was, was fantastic, but I just don't know whether he gets 1,400 metres with a lot of pressure on. So going for a horse with a bit of finish on it, I thought number seven, Chilco Lake, First up, looks well suited. Uh, resumed at 12.50 last preparation, then knocked off two races at 14 and 16 before heading up into group company in Brisbane uh, and and failing before a spell. But previous previous to that run, all its runs were, were outstandingly consistent. Uh, gets a nice run out here from a good draw. And if you know if the speed is on and they can run on, I think Chilco Lake will be running on probably stronger than anything else. So goes on top of six Nick Top Bravers. Brave, as you'll see from Nick Top last start behind Contributing Factor, he served it up to Bartoselli and ended up getting past him. Just whether he can run that 1,400 metres is the question mark for me. Uh, outside those two, 11, uh, Bullet Wing, lightly raced horse going the right way. Um, I thought he was you know, pretty good holding on there to win at Wyong last start. And Oxford Tycoon got the got chocolates at 50-1 to 1 last start. It won't be 50-1 to 1 today, but... Perhaps he turned the corner there and, and put another good run together. So, yeah, toughest race of the day, 7-6, 11-1. Yeah, I'm going to throw another one into the mix here, Oakfield Arrow. Now, before you tune out and say, well, it's been beaten seven lengths and eight lengths at its first two starts, I want to be a little bit forgiving. And I think Christian Buchanan said to you, Hainsey, um, that you can be a bit forgiving because I tend to agree. First up run, heavy track, didn't suit. She knocked up late. And then 12 days later, she reappeared at Grafton. And I think that just knocked the edge off her uh, because despite being hard in the market, she was well back to be a $4.60 hope. She just didn't fire a shot. Uh, she's so much better than that. You go back to her previous form at Rose Hill. Uh, and it's very good. She's already a winner of a midway over the 1,400 metres on the track. So if she can bounce back and find that form again, all of a sudden she becomes a genuine player at double-figure odds. Now, it is a bit of a, a leap of trust, uh, but in a race that's pretty much there for the taking for anything, I think you can probably look at something that can maybe make their own luck on speed and take advantage of this rail placement, and that's her. Now, Oxford Tycoon, tend to agree, um, he might be a horse that can go right on with it now that he's got that confidence-boosting win, he's got that winning feeling back. He did find the right part of the track there last start, so I'm mindful of that, but his best is absolutely good enough to win this and he'll probably win it quite comfortably. He's going to give away a head start, hoping for his sake that the speed is genuine enough up top. Chilco Lake, um, every time we've seen her, each preparation, she just goes forward again, doesn't she? So whether she needs the run today, I guess is a little query, but the fact she's resuming over 1,400 metres says that she's done enough work. And Nick Top, number six. If this was 1,200 metres, uh, he'd be mighty hard to beat just that last little bit. Uh, is going to be the query, albeit he gets a very soft run to find out. 10, 1, 7, and 6. 
One of those, uh, one of those midways. Yeah, Kristen was uh, speaking with a bit of quiet confidence there at Oakfield Arrow this morning. And uh, numbers here for Darren: uh, five, Bellespoir uh, for Darren Flindell. Number five, Bellespoir to beat six, Nick Tock, seven, Chilco Lake, and ten, Oakfield Arrow. Five, six, seven, and ten for Darren in race number three. Race four at Rosewood Gardens this afternoon will be the Cabramatta Bowling Club handicap at benchmark 88. Three-year-olds and upwards over the 1,200 metres he hurls. Just Poetic Charmer comes out, leaves a field of seven here. Yeah, and deduction for Poetic Charmer is eight by nine. Seven fifty to eight dollars munitions this morning. Sixteen to seventeen for wonderful Rehi. Uh, we've got eight fifty. No change. Dream Circle two ninety, and it's been that uh, quite all morning. Three seventy on Wednesday for Catalan. The favourite is Conscript two forty, and it went up two twenty on Wednesday afternoon. Sixteen dollars easy campeasy, and Dalcini at thirteen. So. Uh, since the market opened, even allowing for the deduction for Poetic Charmer, uh, the support has been more in the corner of Catalan. Uh, it's 290 now, despite the fact that Conscript is 240 and favourite, but it went up 220 on Wednesday afternoon. Okay, um, just the seven runners here, 1200 metres. Uh, what can you see happening here, uh, Brad? Yeah, well, Conscript, dare I say, looks to get a degree of control. Uh, easy camp, easy. We know he's got some gate speed, but he's not necessarily a 1,200 metre horse these days. That said, Ellen Hennessy is fantastic at getting horses out of the gates and, and off and running, and it's got a light weight after her claim. Munitions won't be far away. Can Catalan settle up somewhere midfield as opposed to last? It's an interesting little race as far as tactics go, and I think the track pattern from the first three races is going to have a huge bearing in terms of the starting prices of Conscript and Catalan here, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, as you suggested there on paper, it does look conscripts race to lead. Um, whether anything else is stamped urgent to take him on remains to be seen. But just with that setup, I, I had to go with him. Conscript number six. He's well. We haven't seen him for a few weeks since uh, winning uh, at Randwick back on the 9th of July. His single came out of that race to win. Subsequently, he just got control there. He was, you know, filled out by Tim Clark for lead and and just took control of the race, and that was it. So, look, I think he's the horse to beat. Gets him well with 54 after the claim. Five, Catalan. I am a little worried about Catalan, particularly with the fact it doesn't look like we're going to get too much more rain. The track shouldn't be too bad. Didn't really want it any worse than than it is for her. She's very smart on her day, and that great first-up record. So once the tracks get down below the, the sixth range, she starts to get a bit vulnerable, but... All things being equal, she's the big danger. Four Dream Circle. Well, everything will go right for him one day. Um, he was outstanding there last start, as, as we've seen on, on the sectionals, getting home late after being pretty much last at the 200. So he goes in the mix. And one munitions, well, if you look, if you base him on his trials for Richard Litt, he's, he's come back outstandingly well. And he came across for Ganolfin uh, a while back with uh, you know a fairly decent credentials. So wouldn't surprise if he gives them cheek, but six five four one for me, Brad. Yeah, very similar numbers for me. I've gone six five one four. Uh, conscript on top as well. He's just the obvious player here, isn't he? He gets no weight. He's up and running. Potentially, he gets complete control with the rail out a long way. So he's going to be hard to chase down. That's not to, to say that Catalan's not good enough to overcome those little obstacles. Uh, but just with the setup of Lent Conscript's way, Catalan, she's an explosive fresh mare. I'd be more confident again if it was a, a genuine good track as opposed to a soft track. But we know the turn of foot that she's got, uh, and despite 
how this race might be run or not. Uh, she has got that that little turn of acceleration that can get it out of a, a tricky predicament. One munitions, I agree. His trials have been really eye-catching. And go back to his first up run last campaign. He was only beaten three lengths by Quantico in a listed race. So he's nicely placed here in Benchmark 88 Company from a lovely little draw. Uh, and with Dylan Gibbons climbing three and Dream Circle. He's got me a couple of times in the past. He's a type of horse you can't really back at short odds. But again, he finds himself half out of the market. So he's worth a second look because, as Ray mentioned, if everything happens to fall into place today, uh, he's a type of horse that can just blow you away. So six, five, one and four. You backing up with him, Hurls, Dream Circle in the Behind the Gates multi or not? Uh, not in the behind the gate, behind the gates multi, but yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on it. I was just about to say, whenever Dream Circle bobs up, and I'll say that respectfully because it doesn't win out of turn, but there's always money for it. So um, if you're sort of umming and ahhing about Dream Circle, watch the market for it because if it gets a firm up, it usually runs accordingly. Speaking of the behind the gates multi, I'm pretty sure this is Darren's horse he's gone with today. Munitions, race four, number one, munitions. Has the asterisk there. Good thing. Special for Darren. Race one munitions. A special to beat five Catalan, six conscript, and eight Dalcini. So it's one, five, six, and eight on race number four at Rose Hill Gardens today. Race number five is the Campbelltown Catholic Club handicap. A benchmark 78 over the 1,400 metres and hurls. Phillies and mares get their chances here. All nine to start. And... We'll hear more from Timmy Owens at around 11 o'clock, what the tab want to do here with Frumos as she works her way through the grades. Yeah, yeah, it'll be intriguing. I, I can't wait to see Frumos today. Uh, $26 Lunacorn went up that Wednesday afternoon. Torfeek Lass is $6 Wednesday, seven fifty. Now, 11 Wednesday, Pandora Blue, now 15 $9 Fear Nought, they went up $15 on Wednesday afternoon, so it's met with support. A dollar ninety Frumos, a dollar ninety this morning. Now one ninety five. Will it touch black? Mm, be interesting. Thirteen to fourteen today for Sally Pops. Nineteen to eighteen. Hope in your heart. Five fifty to six. Riduna and Artie's Aura at twenty six dollars. A little bit of specking for Hope in Your Heart at a price, um, and then also will a drift there for Sally Pops. But yeah, I, I couldn't see if it does touch black figures. I, I wouldn't suggest it's, it's much over sort of two dollars but we'll wait to hear from timmy owens but it's been very popular we took a 1900 dollars bet uh, about 15 minutes ago on it at that 190 the place at a dollar 20 just taken uh also but um yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how, how it goes obviously that's the benchmark today for frumos as um Central viewers can see this racing in sports speed map. I'm sh- I'm tipping she's in the blue colours here. Brad, was she just finds her feet and charges home. What happens with her again? Yeah, I'd be very surprised if she's not. She'll be right out the back, giving them all a head start, which does make you a little bit nervous when you're assessing one uh, at a dollar ninety-five. But up the top end, there should be enough speed for her to get her chance. Dare I say, I was looking for something to beat her, but. Uh, yeah, with those three go-forward horses, Sally Pops, Raduna and Pandora Blue, it should be genuine enough for her to get her chance, but there are a few little red flags in the context of the price here, Ray. Yeah, look, she was pretty solid there the other day um, when she made her city debut at Rose Hill, what, what was it, 16th of July, almost a month ago. Um, you know, we were, I, was, I was sitting there waiting for her to drift a little bit, but nobody, nobody learned to drift. They were, they were right on board. Look, she did that 53 and a half. William Pike rode it for luck, went through the middle of the pack, and, and she burst away. Um, with that speed out there, you'd have to expect her to be able to, to come into the race 
in a similar fashion, whether Huey rides for luck or tries to go around them probably depends on what happens in the first four races. But it's hard to go against her. She does have four extra kilos, so she's going to have to be that little bit better. But how do you fault the form? She beat Sir Lemaire, who came out to win by a big space at her next start and won Aren third and won the Forbes Cup at, it, at, at her next start. So can't really fault that. So she's on top. Uh, two Torfic laps I've put in for second. I, just, I anticipated that little bit of rain. I probably anticipated a little bit more overnight than we got, but she's just flying at the moment. And I think with uh, she'll be another one of those horses just sort of sitting back off the pace looking to run on. Uh, next best, I thought number eight, Raduna. If she gets any favours up on the pace, she'll give you a good sight. And I'll put in number six, Sally Pops, for four. She kicks off at 1,400 metres, um, which is significant for her. She was very good winning that provincial midway championship heat at Goulburn over the 1,400 metres, albeit on a heavy nine. But she had good midway form before that. So five, two, eight, and six. Can't go against her, Brad, but you're right. You just want to keep an eye on what happens and, and what the what the bookies want to do with her. Yeah, she's the best horse in the race. There's no doubt in the world about that. And you don't need me to tell you that she's a mare going places and will end up in much better company than benchmark 78 level. But if you do like her, I think you're entitled to wait because I can't see her starting a lot shorter than that. Uh, and you get to see what this track's doing in the first four races. So she's going to be out the back. She's going to be last. If it turns out to be rails in run and dynamite, all of a sudden it's looking a little bit tricky, particularly staying at 1,400 metres. I think everything she's done to date suggests that She'll get over further. So that's uh, another little query there. But as I say, it's hard to tip against her because she's a class runner in the field. Eight, Raduna. Uh, it'll be at the opposite end. I like her form line through Kanazawa last start. Comes back to her own sex. We'll have to absorb a little bit of pressure uh, through the likes of Pandora Blue and probably to a lesser extent Sally Pops, as we touched on when we are going through the map. Uh, but she's holding her form well this time back. I thought one Lunicorn was a good blowout in this race. You Found had to stick, in the didn't you? you had to I stick. did have to stick, Ainsy. I saw $31 <laughs> and my eyes lit up and I was like, okay, we're going to have to have something on it, that quote. Uh, she was good there last start. I know it was the midweeks, but she go back to her last campaign and she was knocking around in deeper races than this. Didn't have a lot of luck there the last time we saw her at the races, and she came through the, the worst part of the track. So slightly dry surface today, I think, suits as well. And at the quote, uh, yeah, throw in the trifectas or the first fours if you're having one, and two Torfic Lash. She's very hard to knock at the moment. She's probably been flooded by a run of, of heavy tracks, but I think she's versatile enough to get away with a, a soft deck. So five, eight, one, and two. Uh, Brad, when this um, field came out on Wednesday, I sort of I looked and thought, Hoping your heart returning here, and I, I was sort of thought, oh, probably a bit too short. I was sort of heartened to see that. Well, Darren has her in the numbers. I think Duff might have as well. Yeah, Duff made a little case for this mare. She's shown good ability, hasn't she? And we so often see with these Kerry Parker trained gallopers that he's very patient with them. He takes his time, and they often keep training on and keep training on. So I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. To see her do something here, would have loved to have seen a public trial or something. So you're taking her purely on trust that she can make that leap forward from three to four, but I wouldn't just discount a sneaky little run here, that's for sure. Five, two, seven, and one for Darren Flindell. Five, Frumos to beat. Uh, to beat number two, Torfig Lass. Seven, Hope in Your Heart. And one, Lunicorn. So five, two, seven, and one for Darren in race five. Race six at Rose Hill this afternoon is the Bankstown Sports Club handicap here. Hurls a, a good open handicap here. We're going over the 1,400 metres. He has the monster weight, but we look forward to welcoming Magatu back to the race. What's the market telling you here for race six? 
I love the fact that they're, uh, they've accepted with that 65. Granted, Dylan Gibbons takes off three, 62. It's still a, a, still a fair lump to be carrying around, isn't it? It's $8 up the top there, Mugger 2. It's out from seven fifty and was $6 when the market opened on Wednesday afternoon. No compromise, $12 chance. Oscar Zulu, four eighty, four twenty. Surefire. True Detective at $9. $19, Arctic Thunder. Poetic Charmer at $10. And our favourite is a Titanium Power. It's at $3. Now, talking about the opposite ends of the scale as far as weight are concerned, Titanium Power lumped 62.5 last week, and it gets all the way down uh, today for... J4 to 52. So, yeah, as I said, the other end of the scale, we've got Mugger 2 lumping 62. Speed-wise here, Brad, what does Joe say to Jay? Let's let's see what these staying types are really made of here today. Well, absolutely. Get him out in front, get him rolling. The big boy, he's not going to know himself with 52 today. As Hurl said, he's been lumping enormous weights most recently. If you ever see him at the races, this bloke, or even watch his replays, uh, he towers over his rivals. So I think that's a nice setup for him uh, in a race where he does get control. He's not the type of horse that's going to sit and sprint. Uh, so I imagine the instructions uh, would be to Jay just to get him comfortable, get him into his rhythm, uh, and keep it a, a good solo gallop out in front. Now, who does he have for company up there? Well, True Detective, I guess, can can be handy, and probably Oscar Zulu outside of that. Uh, I think the others will be allowed to find their feet and be, and be working home at the end here, Ray. Yeah, look, those horses can be handy, but they're certainly not noted, um, you know, real on paces. So it'll be interesting to see how, how this pans out. It's one of those races that this just looks too good to be true. Uh, number eight, Titanium Power, doesn't it? Like, little to no pressure on him, rolls across from the outside, drops 10.5 kilos, all big for going up in class, takes on uh, a few smart horses resuming and a few horses that don't win out of turn. Now, he's got cross-talk form, Titanium Power, so that measures up pretty well to a little bit better company given he, he came out and made a one-after fair of the Winter Challenge recently. And in that race against Cross Talk, he gave the winner three and a half kilos and had it served up to him the whole way. So I think he's good enough. I think Jay Ford will be saying, let's catch me if you can from about the 600 metres. You've got to with 52 kilos. And like I said, it just looks too good to be true, but he's got to go on top. Number eight, Titanium Power. Three, Oscar Zulu. I think it's a better setup for him this time around because he's going to be able to be in front of a lot more horses than he was in the Winter Challenge. Um, even uh, the Winter Stakes behind Taxu. But his form is good enough. It's just a matter of the race set up for him. Then we've got a couple of the classy middle distance horses. Foreshore Fire. Look, if for some reason they do go a bit silly, he's going to be hitting the line probably better than anything. Two no compromise. Well, he doesn't tend to run a bad race at all no compromise so he's got to go in and I couldn't find a spot for Mugger 2 number 1 but we all know how good he is and we'll expect him to be pulling to the outside and, and winding through his gears so 8, 3, 4, 2 right? Yep you've said everything that needs to be said right? 8 Titanium Power it's one of those races where you've got to assess the best suited horse as opposed to the best horse in the race with all due respect to Titanium Power there's some pretty classy gallopers but he catches them at the perfect time in their preparations. Um, he's going to roll forward, no weight on his back. Catch me if you can. And he's mighty hard to beat. Three, Oscar Zulu. I guess he's been a little bit flaky this campaign in terms of being hard to catch, but a couple of times were through no fault of his own. Bit of bad luck. I think today he can offset that by going forward and taking that out of the equation. Four, Shawfire. Have note that there's been a little push for this galloper in the last day or two. Uh, tab fixed odds are actually top of the market at the moment, 420. There is as short as 380 around. So if that market 
continues to trend the right way, uh, he becomes even more dangerous here because he's lightly raced, he's got a stack of upside and he hit the ground running in his first Australian campaign, albeit 1,400 metres is as short as he wants it, uh, but we often see these Chris Waller trained staying types, particularly the top level ones, sprint really well fresh, and I've made a spot for Mugger 2, I've got him in there, he's going to be ring rusty, he's going to need the run, uh, but just on class alone, that can see him somewhere in the finish, 8, 3, 4 and 1. Looking at the numbers here for Darren Flindell in race number six at Rose Hill Gardens. And uh, Darren has gone the way of eight titanium power. To beat seven Poetic Charm, three Oscar Zulu and one Mugger 2. So eight, seven, three and one. Big thanks to Jason Witham who's just Texas letting us know that Hope in Your Heart had a gallop between the races um, last week at Kembla Grange. And Kerry was pleased with her work. If you want to have something on uh, Hope in Your Heart, thank you to Jason for that news. It's fair to say the Racing League is delivering that winning feeling to owners. TRL now has 12 runners to the track for 13 wins across three states. So clearly they are delivering on premium horses at an affordable price and they now have a Melbourne Cup campaigner. Team captain to be trained by Matt Kamani returned brilliantly this week and has firmed dramatically in Melbourne Cup markets. This could be your chance to own a Melbourne Cup runner. As Glenn Munsey says, these owners are getting in for a small amount and having a million percent of the fun. You can buy in today for just $260 and be racing tomorrow, hopefully in a Melbourne Cup. Simply go to trl.net, AFSL license number 223671. The text line is open. Question there. Um Good morning, please. Could you give me an update on Jason Collett? Where is he riding? Well, Jason Collett was riding in the Shergar Cup last weekend in the UK. He and Claire and the family are having a little bit of a break overseas after it. I'm sure Jason will be back home soon, uh, firing up for the spring. Where the hell are Munns and Duff? Well, Glenn Munsey's on holidays. He's been doing a bit of that lately. And uh, and Duff, it's just a bit tricky for Duff to, to do his radio commitments here between 7 and 8 and also get to Rose Hill Gardens for a 9.30 preview. Just that the times don't allow Duff to, uh, to to be with us if it's at Rose Hill Gardens. That'll be easier as um, as sort of you know daylight saving kicks in and certainly when the races are at Ramwick. So Munns and Duff will be back on deck soon for the spring. Uh, that is for sure. 18 minutes to nine. We'll take a break and come back with a look at the Rose Hill Gardens quaddy, including the Smithfield RSL Rosebud. Dubious, the fastest ever winner of the Group 3 ATC Breeders' Plate. Faster than Capitalist, Vancouver and Piero. His first foals are exceptional and have sold to $200,000. 200000 for 150 Dubious stands the 2022 season at Aquas Queensland for 13200 including GST. For more information on Dubious, contact JD, PK or Penny from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com. Who said winter means slowing down? Race away those winter blues at Wink Stakes Day with thrilling racing including the Group 1 Wink Stakes and the Champions Lunch in the Ballroom. August 20 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. Experience the thrill of racing on Tab Everest Day at Royal Randwick. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country, races back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the Tab app. The Kosciuszko. Tickets on sale now.
Entry open to New South Wales residents only. Visit thecosiosco.com.au for details. Racing New South Wales authorised under New South Wales permit number GOCSC1051. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers at 1800 858 858. Mum, can you see the MasterCard I'm holding? No. It's a digital prepaid MasterCard, Mum. It's virtual. Oh? Right now, we have a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bingley. You could use it to get something else. Something you can see, Mama. Haha. You have virtual talent, Lionel. Really? Yes. I can't see it. Get a bonus digital prepaid MasterCard up to $400 on selected kitchen appliances at Bingley. Bingley, better living every day. Racing HQ brought to you by the Kosciuszko. Tickets now available in venue or on the Tab app. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1800 858 858. Quarter to, uh, quarter to um, nine. Welcome back. Race 7, the Canterbury-Hurlston Park RSL handicap here and the benchmark 78 over the 800 metres. Hurls, how's the market? You there, Hurls? Andrew Hurley. Come in, Andrew Hurley. Maybe he's saving himself for behind the gates after 10 o'clock. Well, he's not there. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Well, uh, the right button, Rich. No, maybe. Hey, I'm not in charge of the buttons, Ray. It's not, okay. it's not, it's not my fault. He's pulled, the, he's, he's pulled the cord out for Paul <laughs> he Hurst. Might, he might have stepped on something. Um, look, Lovely Esteem's a 320 favourite here, number five. Number two, Elusive Jewels at 420. And then and then at Caesars Palace, 950. Safika, $10. Kirkby, $12. So Lovely Esteem, a 320 favourite here. Brad, for race number seven, what's your map looking like? She's been well back, hasn't she? I don't think there's a lot of tempo here, particularly with the scratching of Star Sparks. Does that leave Caesars Palace as the lone front runner? I wouldn't be surprised if Mon Felicity got a bit of a dig from the low draw today. She has um, run well from in front in the past. Elusive Jewel, she's versatile enough uh, to hold some kind of position from that inside gate. But I think the key to this race is where lovely esteem can get to here in the run, Ray. Absolutely. I mean, I was disappointed when Star Sparks came out myself. Look, she's got to go on top for me. I I must admit, I thought she was home and hose the 200 when she loomed up there a couple of weeks ago. Maybe she was half a run short, one run short. She had had only a couple of runs back. Um, gets a swing in the weights over Elusive Jewel, so I think she can turn the tables, all things being equal. So Elusive Jewel is the main danger. Outside of that pair, look, it's anything goes for me. 13 Mon Felicity next best. I think that gate is going to help her out. Although I feel like she's probably looking for a little bit further than 2,000 metres. She was in that elusive dual race uh, and a lovely esteem there last start. And I'm going to throw in 11 Kirkby as next best. I feel like he's probably going to get away with one of these races sooner or later. Maybe it could be today. 5, 2, 13, 11, Brad. 5, 2, 12, 13 for me. They look the two, don't they? Lovely esteem on top for me as well. I think she's got a nice sense of timing about her fourth up. I was on a last start. I'm going to stick just thinking that she was maybe needed that run and she did have to swing widest in a race there that did turn into a bit of a sprint home. Two elusive jewel. She's hard to knock. She handles all conditions. She can race forward. She can race back. She'll put herself in a position and be hard to get past again. 12, Safika. Did resume off nearly a two-year layoff, uh, this preparation, so it's no surprise to see that every time we've seen her step out of the races, she's gone forward that little bit, so she's trending the right way towards another win. And Mon Felicity, the best of the rest. So 5, 2, 12, and 13. Numbers here for Darren in the first leg of the quaddy. Race number seven at Rose Hill Gardens today, and he's with number 12, Safika. 
to beat five lovely esteemed, two elusive jewel, and four Dr. Evil. How well are John Steinmetz's horses going at the moment? 12, 5, 2, and 4 in race number seven. We get to race number eight. This is the Smithfield RSL Rosebud listed race, 1,100 metres, takeout numbers 8, 9, and 12. What's happening with Kaboo Hills? Yeah, it is uh, $3.10 and makes it favourite. Looking at deductions here, True Crime, 5x5, five five, Contemporary, 2x1, Fire and Ice, Zilch. Good race. Sabadak up the top is a 460 chance. Opened at 480 this morning. It's been 460 throughout the week. $19 a sweet ride. Spacewalk, $5 into 480. Went up $8 on Wednesday afternoon. $31 for Voldemort. Kaboo is the favourite. 330 to 310 today, but we went up 290. $21 for Troach. 750 to $7 today for Miss Hellfire. $61 for a Psychiatrist. And Zuccarino is a $5.50 chance. It went up $8 on Wednesday afternoon. Favourite's been solid, but uh, there's been good support for Spacewalk all week. And uh, with Ray Thomas uh, speaking with him, James McDonald was pretty happy with its recent trial. Interesting map, Brad. Um no doubt a bit of speed. Um, how do you see it? Yeah, well, there's only, what, nine runners here, yet there's probably half a dozen of them that are capable of leading on any given setup. Um, Kaboo, I think, will probably be ridden with the most intent, whether he's a genuine 1,100-metre horse. I guess we'll find out more today, but Troach has to come across from the gate. Psychiatrist has got some speed. Sweet ride didn't necessarily show the toe we've seen from, from it uh, at two first up. Uh, but he's quicker than that, so is he ridden with more intent here, maybe? Then you've got the likes of Spacewalk and Miss Hellfire. They're not going to waste those low gates, so it should be all happening here in the first couple of hundred metres, Ray. Yeah, it looks like it could be a fast race. I'm banking on that a little bit. Um, tossing up between a couple of these horses, I think there's four distinct chances, and I think the market has it relatively right. From with Ducarino, number 11, um, Look, he is coming off a heavy track, heavy 10 maiden win on the Kensington track on a Wednesday, but, you know, you're hard, you're hard to please if you, you weren't impressed by what he showed there. He, um, you know, just Brenton got him into a perfect spot off a wide gate. He waited for a gap to, to open up and he exploded through it. Might have clocked off a little bit towards the end. I'm not taking too much emphasis in the barrier trial where Kaboo, who was clearly ridden out a lot more in the trial, um, ran him down. Just think the way this race might set up, he'll just be there uh, behind them, looking for a run at the right time. If he gets it, he can certainly measure right up. Eleven on top, five Kaboo. Um, well, look, he was one of these winter finds, wasn't he? he? He had a little bit of a wrap on him as a two early two-year-old running in the Breeders' Plate, then went bang bang as a gelding. So, I'm not going to knock him. He's certainly going to give you a good sight. Three Spacewalk. Um, look, he's a good chance. Um, I just went back to what I felt was a similar race, and that was the first up run last prep in the Lonro where he led and was run down by Sithera and Lady Laguna. So hopefully he's improved as a three-year-old with that campaign under his belt. And number one, Sebenak. Wasn't sure what to do with him. Obviously, he's contested the Blue Diamond and Golden Slipper. Um, his latest trial was a quiet one. Um, I'll be guided by the market. He's certainly good enough, but I'm going to go 11-5-3-1, Brad. I've got a 3, 11, 5 and 1 here. I've been really taken with the trials of Spacewalk. The gamble is that he can take that big leap forward because um, he didn't show enough at 2 um, to warrant being as hard in the market as he is here. But 
I think everything he's done in those three trials says to me that he can only run well here. And you go back to the kindergarten where he wasn't beaten all that far. That's the last time we saw him at the races. That's a race that Godolphin have used as a really good springboard for their better three-year-olds, the likes of a Stern, Bivouac, and, and last year, Pulele. So I'm hoping, for our sake, he fits that profile too. And when you're trialling well alongside Malkovich, uh, you're doing something right because he is an absolute weapon at the barrier trials. 11, Zuccarino, the new kid on the block. Um, he gets a lovely run here, just parking in behind the speed. Impressive on the clock, impressive to the eye. Uh, he does jump a few grades here, uh, but I think he'll fit into this company quite comfortably. Five, Kaboo. I think his race is going to be won or lost in the first couple of hundred metres. If he can get across and get into his rhythm out in front, uh, it's game on. But if he's given a bit of a dig and, and maybe doesn't show that necessary 1100 metre speed, uh, he's in a little bit of trouble because I do think he's a horse that profiles to be better again over four further. We did see him out to 1400 metres when he beat Osipenko the last time we saw him at the races and won Sevenak. Like the way that he's trialled and he, of course, went around as a single-figure chance in a Blue Diamond Stakes at his second-ever start. So he's got a bit of quality himself. Fascinating little race, but I'm in the corner of Spacewalk, 3, 11, 5, and 1. Um, uh, Brad, Paul Snowden um, thought that Miss Hellfire uh, certainly yeah. belonged here today from Barrier 1. Absolutely, she does. Yeah, I just was surprised that she was so short in the market. I think that's maybe because... The trials were there for everybody to see, but she's a big chance as well. So fascinating race, and you can make a little case for most of them. Three, five, eleven, and four for Darren. Three spacewalk to beat five Kaboo, eleven Zuccarino, and four Voldemort. Three, five, eleven, and four. I'll take Zuccarino, please, as my behind the gates multi horse today. Let's go to race number nine, Hurls, and this is the Clubbers New South Wales handicap, a benchmark 78, 1400 metres. Take out number seven, Paper Warrior, for race nine. And Paper Warrior attracts a deduction of five cents to win and six cents to place. Up the top, Opacity, $17. 31 for Thorin. Two Big Fari at 20, uh, 21, now 19. $5 Marnix. Canasta's a $9 chance. Love Planet, $9. And we've got Colino as the favourite. We went up 280 Wednesday afternoon, 215 this morning, now 220. Clearly best back runner. Just a Jedi is at $15, 19 for Night Ride, and 15 Now, New Republic went up as much as $51 on Wednesday afternoon. Not huge bets uh, written, but uh, have been bets written in any case. $16 this morning, now 15 Speed map here, Brad. Canasta uh, goes to the front. Outside of that, maybe Too Big Fari comes across. Marnix won't be far away, and Just a Jedi can settle a little bit closer uh, out to the 1,400 metres. But all being equal, Canasta gets his chance. Yep, you'd imagine Canasta will roll to the front. Um, I'm hoping that James McDonald follows him across and just takes the sit behind him on Colino, number eight. Um, I think this is his race. Uh, he was obviously very unlucky behind Pizarro the other day. Went back from a, from a mile, five weeks between runs, back to 1,300 metres. Loomed up like he was going to win the race after copping a big check there about mid-race. Um, but probably just, you know, the whole effort told on him. I think this is his race. I think he'll be stalking the, the first few. Hopefully he gets into the clear at the right time and can put them away. I thought number four, Marnix, would run very well. He's very honest, Marnix. So he tends to have his run spaced a little bit, so he must be doing well because he's backing up two weeks uh, since he's third behind Sir Lemur. Next best, we'll go with Canasta, number five. We know what he's capable of doing when he gets control. He's quite a good chance of maybe kicking away around the home turn here and giving them something to catch. And I'm going to put in number one, Opacity, Fourth, I didn't mind his last start run behind Sterling Murr. I thought he was hitting the line okay. I think going up that extra hundred is is suitable. Probably next start for him. 
uh, if he runs well again. But eight, four, five, and one for me, Brad. Five, eight, four, and nine. I'm going to trust that Canasta can find his best. He was a complete forget there first up. He hit the running rail a couple of times, became unbalanced in the straight, and that was a race where they really ripped along out in front. Different setup here. He's got a fantastic. Uh, second up record, five cracks, two wins and a couple of placings. Uh, we lose Josh Parr, but lose nothing with, with Rach going on. Uh, he knows the galloper, or she knows the galloper. and He's a bit of a greyhound, this horse. Once he finds the rails, he's very hard to chase down. Eight, Kalino, my only knock there is the price. Otherwise, he's hard to beat, as the market does suggest. Had too much against him last start, nearly fell at the 700 metre mark, so to be only beaten one and a half lengths uh, was an admirable effort. Four Marnix, what you see is what you get. He'll take up a spot, put himself somewhere in the race and run to his level. And I like the return of just a Jedi first up over the 1200 metres. Form through that race has been franked by AC Express on Wednesday, uh, and you think he can only go forward off that, albeit in a deeper race. Five, eight, four and nine. Good race the ninth, yeah, a few different ways to look at it. And uh, the way Darren Flindell sees race number nine at Rosehill Gardens, eight Colino to beat five Canasta, 11 New Republic, and four Marnix. Eight, five, 11, and four for Darren. Tenth and last year hurls the Guildford Leagues Club handicap, benchmark 78, 1100 metres. Um, she was probably going to be favourite anyway, but a big bet during the week has shades of Rose well in the red. Yeah, she went up uh, $2 now. Uh, the deduction there with uh, Catsby is zero, as is Borzani. Nine by nine for Zarastro and also Conscript, nine by nine. From the top, a quick tempo, $7.13, the big easy. Shades of Rose, 155 Zaquan, 51 Monte Ditto, 23 $11 for Cloudy. Never second, eight fifty. Twenty one 21 for Riva de Sol. Down the bottoms to Branco, 81. This is one-way traffic, shades of rose, all the rage. Just a matter, I suppose, Brad, up there near the speed, keeping out of trouble. What happens with her? Yeah, the old dollar fifty pop in the blast out. It's, a, it's an interesting little scenario, isn't it, for punters? But I think they just ride like the best horse in the race. I think a couple of scratchings help her cause. And all of a sudden, the gate doesn't look too tra- tricky, but they'll just be positive from from the draw. Put her, put her, put her there. Uh, we know that she can do it at both ends. Outside of that, you've got Never Second punching up to use the draw and. Potentially cloudy, uh, holding a prominent spot as well. But I think she does get across here, Ray. Yeah, look, I think she gets across as well. Um, you know, she's only really got to jump with them to to be able to cruise over. I, I don't really mind if she leads or if she sits outside. Whoever wants to, uh, I don't know that I want to take oh, 50 or something like that. But how do you tip against her? She looks very promising. She looks better than this sort of level. So um, five on top. No surprises there. One quick tempo. Uh, didn't mind his run there last week behind Maotai. Backed up. Um, and I, look, I think he, he's done nothing wrong, really, uh, this preparation. He's certainly up to this level if something goes wrong with the favourite. Uh, to the Big Easy, he did run Shades of Rose down uh, two starts ago, but obviously we know there were circumstances there. And next best, I'm going to throw number eight, Monty Ditto. He's racing well. Uh, at the moment, and could find himself somewhere in the placings. Five on top, guys. One, two, and eight. Five, one, two, nine for me. She's going to be uh, the last leg anchor for a lot of multis, isn't she? But she's a, a mere going places similar to Frumos. Uh, she'll find herself in better races than Benchmark 78 Company. One quick tempo. Hoof on the till. He was fantastic behind Maotai just seven days ago, clocking the fastest last 600-meter split across the entire day. Two, the big easy. Uh, for a horse that gets back, he's got a fantastic record of the 1,100 metres at Rose Hill, and nine, Cloudy, can only build on what it did there first up. So five, one, two, and nine to bring us home. And uh, looking at Darren's numbers in our last race of the day, five shades of Rose, five, one, 11, and two for Darren, five, one, 11, and two. Ray, your best in value for Rosebud Day, please. 
Uh, best bet today, I agree with what Brad said. Don't like the price, but do like the horse race. Nine, number eight, Kalino. As for value, I thought um, Tilco Lake, race three, number seven. And just some breaking news, guys. Narromine Cup Day tomorrow will be run at Cowra. Okay. Good on you, Ray. Nice update there. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on Race Morning. We'll do it again soon. No problem, guys. Good Good there is a Ray Hickson. Brad, your best in value, please. Race six, number eight, Titanium Power. Perfect race, perfect setup. Plummets in weight, gets control, uh, and he's going to be hard to beat Titanium Power. Best value comes up in race two, number four, back rower. Albeit, I was a lot more comfortable as, at a, <clears throat> as a $9.50 chance as opposed to a $5 chance, but I do get the inclination that he might get back out again. So stick with him, race two, number four. Good man. We'll speak during the week. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, guys. Good on you. Brad Gray. Ray Hickson. Thank you, gents. And Hurls, uh, we'll see what really happens now. Ticked over 9 o'clock, see what punters really want to do. But uh, good horses all over the place, and we'll see what punters want to do in the next little while. Yeah, a lot of activity on Frumos this morning. Obviously, uh, best back runners, you're looking at uh, a few of those shorties, particularly in the last. But, yeah, Frumos has been very popular today. It's currently 195 It's going to be interesting to see what price it jumps at, even if they take it on. James McDonald, ten in the Jockey's Challenge today. And then go to Huey Bowman at $10.15, Tommy Berry. Dylan Gibbons, any other jockey option, 26, 31, Sam Clipperton, 41, Nashville Willer, and also Brent Navdullah. Now, it's at $1.10. is a bit too skinny. Go to sports, today's offers, and we've got James McDonald's ride three or more, two fifty, four or more, $6, 21, four, five or more, six or more, $81, and races one to four today, Rose Hill, Caulfield, and Eagle Farm. Place a tote win bet using your tab account. If your horse runs second or third, you get a bonus back. Bet back up to $50, and if you've got a fiver in your wallet, make sure you buy a ticket for the Cozzy Osco. Just $5 gives you a chance to be a part of the $2 million Cozzy Osco race, and you can get those on your tab app or at your local. We shall speak in about an hour, Hurls, for Behind the Gates and get your texts in 0419-767-272. And Hurls, we're joined today by Chantelle Buckley. She's back from a little bit of a letter, a bit of a spell. So Chantelle to discuss these races with Darren after 10 o'clock. All right, mate. I look forward to it. Good on you. Andrew Hurley, those tab prices. We're keeping him nice and busy this morning. Glenn Munsey. Having a little break. He's just sent me a photo from wherever he's up north. He looks like he's in Port Douglas or somewhere. He's walking along some beach up there. And it looks um, it looks really nice, I must say. Anyway, Munns will be back on deck. A little freshen up for him. And he'll be back um, uh, in a little while to, uh, to hit the spring running. We'll take a break here on Racing HQ Saturday. And at around three minutes past nine, we'll come back with the Caulfield preview shortly. Mark Hunter and Warren Huntley standing by.